This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out, or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Uh, I'm really proud of my country. We're not the biggest, we're not the tallest, but... We came here to win. We are preparing this since four years, so I'm really proud of my country. Oh. I oh. mean, what can you say? Oh. <laughs> Horrible, isn't it? I can't. I'll tell you what, I, I covered that game for The Guardian. Yeah. And I properly typed, and I, and I, I had to, you know, I do the, the little updates, and I went, and here's mm. the captain, Yaminara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as he started talking, I was typing with like tears rolling down my cheeks. I don't oh, know it was because I, I was up I, at half four or what. I don't know what it was. No, absolutely wasn't. Because every time I've watched it since, especially that sort of look right at the start, where you can tell that he's right on the verge. And he's of desperately going. trying to hold it in because he's on the tail. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, just absolutely breaks me every time. What's funny though is he did one about an hour later. This is like the ground's dark. Everyone's gone. He's got a jacket on. And this yeah. is this is kind of how this one came out. For for these guys, uh, you know, I had a yellow card and I couldn't finish. But seeing them as they tackle, it's really makes me really proud. Uh, we we <laughs> do not have so carry. much many oh, players. God, love we are all from Uruguay, where <laughs> we all live there. Yeah, we know that we have to give more than 100% to, to win these matches and tonight uh, it was the it was the, the, the opportunity we knew we had a, the opportunity oh he's just too much he's just, he's just like he's not calmed down at all he's never going to calm down again no, and I it don't was blame literally him. dark by then and he had a jacket on yeah. and there was nobody else at the ground and he was still just every time <laughs> I open my mouth I can't I can't <laughs> I mean before we get into talking about all this um, I mean, first of all, actually, before we, we start the podcast properly, I'd like to to uh, wish you happy uh, St. Lloyd Williams' day. <laughs> yes, well, I was going to do this because Anna, lovely listener and patron, <laughs> Anna did get in touch to say that uh, shit for me today, when we do shit good later, it would be, yeah. this is the fourth anniversary, bang on to the day, when yes. something happened in a game at Twickenham, which I struggle to recall even to this day. 
May the spirit of uh, Gareth Davis be upon you all, and uh, may you not make ill-advised decisions to kick to the corner when you should just go for a draw. That's all I'm going to say. You were in that. You were at that game, weren't you? I was was fucking at that game, mate. It was a... On a fucking freebie as well, weren't you? Was yes, probably top five moments of my life. Depressingly, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a magical, magical day. No, nobody went home. I mean, getting married's all right, isn't it? But I mean, it's, it's all right, yeah. But you know, it's not. It's not beating England that took them and knocking them out of their own World Cup, is it? I it's mean, not. So anyway, welcome to the Blood and Mud yes. podcast, everybody. <laughs> in this greatest of rugby weeks that just continues. Um, we need to yeah. get stuck right in, but you want to get in touch with us, I'm at Blood and Mud or Lee at bloodandmud.com and Josh is... At Josh Gardner, uh, at Rugby Shirt Watch and indeed RugbyShirtWatch.com. We're on Acast, iTunes and everywhere else you can get podcasts from. We are also on Patreon.com slash Blood and Mud for those people who want to oh, give yes, a bit of support. Are. And so many of you do it and we're so grateful... You know, we are only a small podcast, but yet you give us your support. Uh, so, um, the, um, so if you become a patron, you get you get ad-free episodes and you get a little bit of extra stuff like our World Cup retrospectives and stuff like that. Coming up for patrons uh, just after the World Cup, we've teed up another QA episode, Q&A episode, but we've actually got a different lineup coming in. We're probably, it looks mm. like we've had confirmed. Shall we tease it or tell people? I mean, two people that they might know. They will know them. But anyway, we'll leave it at that and we'll tell you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As you know, you can join the... There are two levels of patronage at Patreon. There's the normal stuff and then there's the VIP lounge where people pay a little bit extra to come in and be a little bit closer, a bit more close in our 90s bar vibe. They fancy having to go on a six-foot kaplunk, something like that, you know, and they can come through the velvet rope and do that. And since Monday, we've had two more people come into the VIP lounge, and that's Richard Laird and Neil Gregory, who, as you know, as you all know, are now two of our closest and dearest friends. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And to be honest with you, Juan Manuel Gaminara doesn't have to pay. He can just come in. No, he's he's completely doesn't have to pay. In fact, I just send my Patreon money to him now (laughs) because (laughs) that's just just the best thing to do. He deserves it. He's he's four years younger than me. He's five and foot he's, six. Yeah. And that's and he's can we just take a step back? Away from the rugby field. Yeah. Imagine yeah. how fucking hard as nails that lad is. I know well exactly. But look at him though, look at him. He's four years younger than me and he looks like he could be my dad. I mean there's tough paper rounds and I, then there's been a five foot six international rugby player. S- some poor fucker in a bar has mistaken that <laughs> slightly short middle aged looking balding man. <laughs> For an easy touch, haven't they? And come off yeah. very badly at some point. There was there was a glorious moment of like casual shithousery in at the clo- dying stages of that game where he basically just held onto a ball for ages <laughs> when it was a Fiji penalty and just like I just played the mo- it was it was basically straight out of the Uruguay football school of just being an absolute twat, <laughs> but it was he just. The penalty had been awarded about 30 seconds hence, and it was about 79 minutes, and he just held on to it as if he'd forgotten that he... He pretended like he'd forgotten that he had to release the ball at any point. It was wonderful. <laughs> I love him. I absolutely love him. And he looks exactly like an amateur back row we've all played with. That's what yeah. I also love about it as well. They the all do. Yeah, the whole amazing. fucking team looks like they should be playing like Sunday or Saturday rugby somewhere. That bloke like off the bench, team. Rhombus, the prop who came off, who's a farmer... <laughs> He's basically like, said he stopped farming because he's giving rugby one last go and he's got some like crap contract with some club somewhere. It's it was I mean, where else can we start? Yes. Really. I spent the entirety I actually probably I am probably responsible for Uruguay winning, by the way, because I spent the entirety yeah. of my preamble saying about this is gonna be a very long couple of hours. You know, yeah. they're gonna give the best and they're a bit they're better yeah. than they were and they've got a bit of a pathway in place now, but this is gonna be awful. And oh my god, I've never been so happy to be wrong in my life. Oh, absolutely! I I turned it on at half. Like I woke up at about half, at half time, and looked at the score and was like, "Well, looks like I'm gonna <laughs> looks like I'm gonna be late for work today." Uh, and yeah, it was just a remarkable second half of just absolute bloody mindedness combined with some stellar incompetence. I mean, Fiji, man, honestly, in attack they were clumsy, but. In defence, it was kind of unforgivable, really. They just—they they really could not be asked. And 
I, I, people talk about the, the turnaround. It's not that. I'm nah, sorry, it isn't fuck that. all to do with it. Like for all of I, I agree with Ben Ryan a lot of the times when he's making these points about Tier Two Nations. This had fuck all to do with that and everything to do with the fact that they looked at that Uruguay team and thought we're literally twice the size of all of them. <laughs> This is going to be easy, lads. They couldn't hurt us if they tried. And they just massively underestimated them. They thought that they could just fucking turn up, not try and win. And, I mean, it's frustrating from a Wales fan's point of view because we're probably going to reap some sort of feature-shaped <laughs> Reap the whirlwind, now. yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, it's it's this is what happens at the World Cup if you don't give teams, a, you know, the due amount of respect. And it was also the fact that they really couldn't... The only person who came on and looked like... Who actually looked like he was like, I've got a fucking idea of what we need to do about this was Matawalu when he came on. Oh, absolutely. Well, he scored two tries. And and just, we... But also was just trying to... Oh, fucking yeah. come on, come on, come on sort of thing. Tempo lads, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're tiny. They literally can't keep up with us if yeah. we play at tempo. And just everybody else was just intent on just throwing the ball at their feet. And they were absolutely breathing so out of their eyeballs by about minute 65. Even with the bench coming on. They were really fucking struggling. And uh, Uruguay, which is a ridiculous thing to say because they won the game, but you could see as you watch Gareth, oh, they, they were fucking knackered. They look knackered now, and yet still, um, it, it, it happened. looked like every tackle would it be someone's last. <laughs> it is like, yeah. it's like <laughs> fucking yeah. hell. Like I don't think he's going to get back up. You after just don't that. get up from those jeans. <laughs> it would have been yeah. one of those, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, oh. it was. It was. But what a performance! It was. It was like. I think I wrote at one point, I said it, it, they've basically played like 15 exposed hearts on legs, basically. Yeah. They were just unbelievable. And that thing about it's easy to be trite and about, you know, I, this is my country, but that would have been a massive part of what they were doing for each other and for what yeah, Uruguay they were is. for each other. Yeah. Heart and tenacity, like, it just goes to show that, like, not always, but heart and tenacity and just playing for you know it's a team game and if you are playing for each other in that kind of way you can beat teams that are you know Fiji in terms of individual talent there's an argument to be made that Fiji have more talent than every mm. other team in the world but they don't harness it properly and they for and there are lots of reasons for that reasons. Yeah, yeah there's lots of reasons but for that, yeah. you know to you know, man for man, there is not a single Uruguayan player that you would have taken ahead of a Fiji player before this game. No, not a single one of them plays in a top-flight league anywhere in the world. You know, the best they've got is a couple of lads in Division Two. Yeah, but plays for Dax, doesn't he? The outside half. Yeah, but Dax, yeah, Dax are in pro. Like, mm. oh yeah, yeah, the second division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they might even be in Federale Two now, so they might have got fucking relegated because of financial. You wouldn't look at him and think but... that, would you? When he, the way he, no. he, he pulled that game together. Absolutely not. And, like, and the some cat those, at outside like, centre was magnificent. And yeah, like it, 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 it shouldn't have happened. Like, no. I, was, I think I said after the game that it was a bigger upset than Japan-South Africa. And I stand by that, to be honest. Because like, while Japan-South Africa was obviously a more high-profile game, I honestly think like the pre-match gulf between the two teams... Mm is bigger in terms of Japan, who, let's not forget, had Eddie Jones as coach and have had huge amounts of money thrown at them by the JRFU and World Rugby because of the fact that they were hosting this World Cup. And a number and the, of reasonable imports. And a lot, you know, a number of reasonable, yeah, you know, there's a fair number of foreign-born lads in there yeah, that are not... Nothing wrong with that, but that's why they were closer to... They, you know, they are the very best of the tier two teams in that regard, and you know they smash through the Asian Five Nations every year. They score tries for fun, etc., etc., etc. And then you've got Uruguay, where half of them don't even get fucking paid full time wages to bloody play rugby. They didn't have a fucking kit sponsor until about three weeks ago. You so obviously know, the answer are... is to not have a sponsor because it makes the most lovely kits, it would seem. <laughs> oh, I hate that kit. It well, the Uruguay like... one. 90... Yeah, it looks oh, like something like in the 90s. Well, that, maybe that's why I like it. Maybe it is, yeah. But it was... But, and actually, uh, yeah. it's easy to talk about heart and, and that was a huge part hmm. of it. But actually, I watched the game again and when I read over it again, there was no small amount of ability in there, actually. They've got yeah, some really... Some they've really got some, they run some really nice patterns as well off first phase. They're well coached. They know what they're doing. Their skill levels Organized are pretty decent. Skill well. levels are decent as well. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, and that kind of it was no. What was noticeable is they weren't even trying to f- challenge Fiji at the breakdown at all. They were fanning no, out. They were really smart. They were savvy with it. Yeah, and and they thought, well, actually, if you offload, we'll just cover it. And they had quite a good cover yeah. defense and everything. Quite an old-fashioned defense in many ways, actually. Bit of a blitz. Yeah, to it was it. A sort of. Um, yeah, there was a bit of that old umbrella defense sort yeah, of vibe. Absolutely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Which, with a bit of drifting yeah. behind. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, so they play Georgia now on Sunday, don't they? Again, I, I have that match as well. I realised I looked at my calendar. Um, so I'm up again on Sunday morning. Now, the, the horrible thing is I just hope it doesn't all come crashing down now because everyone will be thinking, oh, Georgia, they've not been on great shakes either, have they? So, I mean, who thinks, like, those? if they've got any sense, like, those lads should have just been getting drunk. <laughs> if yes. they can't, so, like... I don't. I almost don't want them to win any more games because fuck it. Like this, that. Let enjoy that wonderful, wonderful moment. Don't fucking tarnish it with trying to be professional about it. You know, just fucking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Treat it like a proper amateur tour. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that moment. I'll be prepared for this game. Well, I'll be funny, but we've been pissed since <laughs> Wednesday, <laughs> and the only thing I've eaten is I made a kebab out of some sushi. <laughs> Gaminara just turns up with like a traffic cone on his head. <laughs> yes, please do. Yeah, and a, a traffic cone on his head and a load of uh, pennants from the rugby club that they uh, they've been drinking in. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be absolutely wonderful. And and the scenes at the end when they all raced into oh, each other's God. arms and dissolved into tears was just oh. Uh, I mean, it's not a- just rugby; a lot of sport. As those, but there was something just so so purely life affirmingly wonderful yeah. about all of it, it. It was just amazing. It's the sort of thing that doesn't come along in sport that often, and especially when it in does, rugby, a game where you can control territory and possession so well. That's mm. why upsets don't tend to happen. Yeah, and even towards I, I, when did you start to believe? Oh, they can actually probably win this because I was I was not convinced it. <sighs> Uh, ten minutes to go. Yeah, maybe about Because yeah. Fiji just looked so terminally fucking. When they hit that, knocked that penalty over, I thought, I don't think Fiji have got the wherewithal to score two in this time. Yeah. But when they were smashing on the door at the end, I thought, oh, please don't let them score a quick one at seventy-eight minutes and then score another one at seventy-nine minutes yeah. or something. It had that vibe that it could happen at any second, and that's kind of what made it even better. Was this sort of right up until the fucking death, there was this sense that it could all go horribly wrong. And I thought, I thought but when they didn't... brought Matuala and Volavola on, I thought, oh, this could get oh, nasty now. They, they, you know, <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll get this bat line moving, and and it just didn't happen. And I think it's part of it is because Fiji just couldn't be shaken out of their mental torpor. I don't think. But no, I mean, part of it was the fact that Uruguay just Fuck kept me. fucking getting... Uruguay had no scrum to speak of until probably about 20 minutes to go either. Don't forget that. They didn't really no. have you know, a set piece in the scrum either. It was a... What a game. What, a, what a tournament. It's, what a life. It's, it's a game that will and should be long remembered You know, probably much longer than whoever the fuck wins this tournament. You know, <laughs> It's like these sort of moments are genuinely special. And yeah, I'm just fucking. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? It was absolutely wonderful. fucking brilliant. Let's move on then. What else has happened since we were last on? Russia lost to Samoa convincingly in the international uh, yes. windpiping championship in 2019. <laughs> uh, let's be honest, that game was. If I was Lynn Jones, I would be very cross about that game. Because the Zams were two red cards, mm. the most red of red cards, and once again in this fucking tournament, we had refs basically talking themselves out of using the, the actually yeah. applying the laws how they're supposed to be applied. And you know, I'm sure that to be honest, even with 13 men, I reckon Samoa probably would have had a bit too much for Russia. But 13 men is a hell of a disadvantage yeah. in rugby. You would, well, we'll uh, never find out now, will we? We'll never fucking know now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a killer to be honest. But what can you say? Because Russia will win it at halftime, don't we? I know, yeah. And that's that's the wonderful thing about this. That I'm sure it's coming. Another game I'm covering is Namibia versus South Africa on Saturday. Ooh, so lordy, there's lordy. not been a complete and utter sort of insurance job yet, has there? But I feel that was probably <laughs> going to be one. 
But um, well, but it's I been mean, great. It hasn't of... been won so far. Every game, even though there's been it... some decent winning margins, have not been. Well, up until maybe yeah. today. Up until maybe today. I was going to say. I think. Yeah. I think Italy Canada today was a bit of an insurance job. Yeah. But even to be that said, though, like even though the scoreline looks pretty fucking comprehensive, I just don't. It didn't feel like an absolute battering mm. because Canada genuinely had loads of opportunities to score and loads of opportunities when they cut through Italy's defence really easily, but they just had hands like feet all game long and they bombed about six tries. And, you know, not everybody, nobody's going to score all of their chances, but... You should score some. You should score some. (laughs) (laughs) It was really, like, and defensively, Canada were a fucking shambles. Like, Italy's I mean, don't forget, if they hadn't qualified for this, they were nearly out of business, weren't they? Canada. Yeah, you know that's what they're I mean, up they're against. Just, they're just glad to still exist and be here. And I thought, I mean, at what point do we start talking about Clive Woodward today? Because yeah, he was probably going to come up in shit. But go on. I mean, that man has just been taking a shit with his clothes on for the last two days. But particularly this morning when he was doing the the punditry with Delalio and mm. um, and Pugach and said, you know, and totally unchallenged, basically that Canada had had loads of money invested in their sevens team and blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, well, no, that's not true. They've literally nearly went fucking bankrupt and you haven't even bothered to check. And I think his He's take on the... spouting bollocks. His take on the Reese Hodge thing... Oh, my God. ...which was so wrong and has been done to death on Twitter. We don't need to go through it again yeah. here and to say that, yes... What it's what annoys me about it more than anything, it's not the fact that he has an opinion I don't agree with. It's how spectacularly and disgracefully uninformed it is. He's obviously not even they... bothered to have a look at what the laws are and like that. And it's exactly the same example with the Canada thing. You've not even bothered to actually even do a, the, the most minuscule bit of research before you just start fucking sounding off about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, the stupidity of what he said is obvious and clear. We don't mm. need to go there. Mm. It was one of the stupidest things that anyone has ever said from a public. I mean, come on, Josh. How are you supposed to stop these big... <laughs> li- how, they, how, Without taking their fucking How do these off? so-called experts and decision-makers expect you to stop these big, powerful lads if you can't use a lump hammer? You know. Uh, I did powerfully enjoy um, Jerry Flannery's absolutely withering sarcasm <laughs> in response to this, by the way, which was just... I mean, where he was like saying basically that, you know, admin guys making a decision to see if each of them can then legally tackle Yato. And if they fail to do so, then Hodge just gets a yellow. It can be very hard to tackle powerful guys legally. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, Unbelievable. And then, when, and then when presented with evidence of Shane Lowry tackling a big bloke, when I believe Lowry utilised a bottle of pepper spray just prior to making the tackle, <laughs> this momentarily blinds the powerful ball carrier and opens a window for the smaller man to execute the tackle. That's the level of response it deserved. Yes. I.e. withering sarcasm and taking the piss. Yeah. But the, the reality is that he's on fucking ITV. He is like... Lots of people are watching this World Cup who do not watch rugby all the time, hmm. and they think that Clive Woodward knows what he's led, talking about. <laughs> knows what he's doing. You know, he's gone from tedious irritation, which he's always been, to someone that's actively kind of promoting and grandstanding for something dangerously and quite hideously uninformed in terms of its interpretations of the rules. Like ITV shouldn't be using this guy because he's he's saying things that are damaging to the game and the reputation of the game and to play us and to sort of the whole debate around player safety he's basically fucking dismissing because he doesn't like it it's just yeah um at least delalio did call him out on it to be fair he did yeah but you know it was particularly horribly kind of timed in the fact that fucking nicholas chauvin's dad has fucking filed a manslaughter lawsuit today Mm. And, I mean, this is fucking seismic stuff. Whatever the rights and wrongs of that, whatever opinion you may have on that, we always knew this was coming. Yeah, we've been saying for and months... And to be fair, rugby knew it was coming, coming. So they yeah, thought they wanted to get it trying. sorted as well. Yeah. And then at the same time, you get fucking dickheads like Clive Woodward trying to say that, 
you know, if the only way you can tackle a big lad is to take his fucking head off, then that should be perfectly fine, as long as you didn't mean to hurt him. Fuck off. Honestly. The the, the sort of irresponsibility of it. Yes. It's just, disgraceful. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, so there I, you like, go. That's that. And he's fucking making me angry. So Italy beat um, Canada. Yes, Italy are better. That's the other thing as well. They spent, they, they spent the entirety of the punditry not even bothering to discuss Italy or Canada. Because why yeah, do you want to talk cool. about that? Yeah, yeah. When you can have David Flatman in a cable car talking about an England game. Nothing <laughs> against Flatman. Yeah. He doesn't make decisions no. about production, does he? But uh, No, but it, it was pretty galling that they had a, a three-Englishman panel say absolutely nothing but things that were wrong about both... <laughs> Canada when they even Italy. bothered to say something about yeah. the game. Yeah. And then just talked about England most of the time. But it was, yeah. But in the actual game, Italy, very good. Fair yeah. play. Um, that back row, woof. Much yeah. better without Sergio, let's be honest. Yeah. Jake Paledri doing exactly what I said he would do at the start of the tournament, by the way. Uh, just absolutely fucking ballering all over the place. Uh, I did take issue with whoever, Martin Gillingham, I think, was commentating, who said that uh, 18 months ago, Jake Paledri was buttering sandwiches in a, a Bristol Subway restaurant. They don't fucking butter they the sandwiches in Subway, might. Have you yeah. ever been in a Subway? There's no butter well, in, in there. In Britain, that's not what, we don't call those things sandwiches. Sandwiches is on flatbread. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, literally bread, normal bread. I don't mean, like, a flatbread. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not, yeah. That's not a it's, sandwich it's, either. Yeah. A sandwich it's, is done on Warburton's toasted bread or a variant thereof. <laughs> Whatever a subway is, it ain't a sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. That's what confused me when I went to America. You had a, a section of the of the menu, sandwiches, and it was hamburgers. That's not a sandwich. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, there's a whole debate in America about whether a hot dog is a sandwich. And you know, we're trying to we're trying to keep this podcast relatively quick tonight. <laughs> so we could, <laughs> we could go, go yeah. on. But can I just oh, Well, we can keep it quick. It fucking isn't. So there it you fucking go. Isn't. Absolutely not. But you know, it is, you know, meat between uh, two bits of bread, sort of. But they're joined I mean, together, so dis disqualifies so, so, it immediately. So is a bread roll, you know? That's not a sandwich. You don't cut it properly. That's a roll. It's a, butty. it's a butty then, isn't it? No, that's not a butty. No. A butty nah. or a sandwich is only on toasty type bread or variations <laughs> thereof. How many times see, do you need telling? See, this is what we're, this is what we're talking about. This is the, the absolute mind, sandwich minefield that <laughs> Martin Gillingham was unnecessary. Unintentionally opened up. I'm going to tweet that get right now and get him told. Yeah, so, yeah, so what were we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, so Paledri, uh, outstanding, Negri, oof. Oh, oof, stain, oof. <laughs> yes. They're just horrible. The three of them are horrible. I'd hate to Each play in a different someone. way, a different variation yeah. of horrible, like a mild, <laughs> medium, and hot horrible sauce. Basically. They're basically like a hydra of twats, and I love it. I would hate to play against it. But they are gloriously balanced and very, very dynamic in a way that show that really, really demonstrates how undynamic Sergio is now. It's like even if you put him in with two of the others, he's basically just this fucking giant bald ship's anchor at the back going, Lads, lads, I used to be able to do this. Give me that ball. No. <laughs> yeah, no. We're much quicker than you and more <laughs> agile and stronger now. I mean, he's just he's a fucking mascot now, surely. If Conor O'Shea starts him in the next yeah. game against the All Blacks, he's mental. He's like a reverse Mumra. He's, transfer <laughs> he's transformed into, like, the crap one in, like, a dressing gown who looks all weak. <laughs> <laughs> he's exactly that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where we, so that was Italy. On they march. And it, the funny thing is, there's loads of people kind of quite a few... We're going on to England now. We're quite effusive about the England game. And, and, and actually, I think it was a very solid performance. But let's not forget... Italy beat a Tier 2 team 48-7. Mm -hmm. England beat a Tier 2 team 45-7. So very similar yeah. scoreline, but nobody's getting into a frothing wank over Italy, are they? I think no, there's positives about it's... the England performance. Don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm not saying, but let's just... Let's just and, and actually, it's where it's, I, it, it was what I wanted to see. There was it more was about done. today. But I mean, USA were, were really bad. Defensively, their drift defence was unbelievably naive because it just left huge gaps for any sort of blindside player coming in to just run through did they but they they just didn't like tackling either i don't know if that's something that canada and the usa have been working on together but neither of them seem that keen on tackling 
ACAST recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. I watched the second half, and I think, apart from them when they scored right at the end in the second half, mm. did the USA actually have the ball at any time Not in the really, second half? No. It was absolutely spectacular no. how little they barely had the it the first half as well. I only saw the like, highlights of that, so you can never really, tell. What was really interesting, I thought, with that first half was that even though they were defending quite badly and England had an awful lot of the ball, you know, it still wasn't, you know, England scored three tries in the first half, fair enough, but it wasn't like the sort of level of battering that it probably should have been. I still just, like we said on Monday, I just, I've got this feeling that. There's just a uh, England are not uh, keeping something back, most of it. They've got to be keeping most of it back because they figure at this point they can just use power to win. Apart from because Jonathan Joseph, seemed... who looked hot. Oh, hot piss, yeah. But he was just doing what he wanted to, effectively, which is kind of exactly what was happening on Monday. It was like, all right, lads, go out there, smash him up front, and then backs, just do what you want, lads was basically yeah. the vibe. And, yeah, it, it felt a bit like that again. And it was very effective and it was very efficient because USA were even less up for a physical fight than Tonga were. You know, Tonga at least were putting in some big hits. Mm. Whereas the USA, aside from putting one big hit into Owen Farrell's face, um, yes. <laughs> were not uh, really up for much of anything at all. And How many times yeah, did the ref watch that, by the way? It was like, what? Why are, you, why are you having to watch this 10 times? Yeah. I yeah. saw that once that? and went, oh, you're going Ooh, off for that, lad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did he watch that 7,000 times and not even take a look at Pierce Francis? Early smack, in the game, like, I'm guessing. First fucking kick, like first tackle of the game, you should have been off for good. Shoulder to the head, mate. There's absolutely, there's no mitigation there. No. You're off. And I'm sure we won't see him for the rest of the group stages as a result, but... It's not exactly a massive loss for England, is it? I don't think he's, don't think he's in the first 23 thinking, really. No. no, he's not. But certainly not with the way Jonathan Joseph played. Um, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. he'll be on the bench now, won't he? You're going to have two Alangi. It's going to be two Alangi. It's going to be Ford Farrell, two Alangi with JJ on the bench, I'm guessing. Is there, is there an argument, though, that England's probably most threatening combination attacking threat and defensive solidity? England's best 10, 12, 13 is... Farrell, Tuolagi, Joseph. Because Tuolagi and, and Joseph could be could wreak absolute havoc. Big lad smashing up and then very, very quick lad coming in to basically mop up with Farrell doing the distribution. I mean, it's not really been tried. And I, can, <laughs> I kind of feel like, why not? Give it a whirl, like. You think you might have a go at it today, but we'll see, I suppose. We'll uh, have a go at it against Argentina or France, you know. Fuck the, only, it. the difficult thing is, is that. Do you remember it was in '99 when, when it was with New Zealand? You were like, they'd had such a, a cakewalk in the in the group mm-hmm. stage, they reckon that might have contributed to their sort of falling apart a bit when the pressure came 2011 on. 2011 as well. 2011, yeah. yeah. I am. Cook. Not 2011, 2007, sorry. Yeah, 2007, yeah. yeah. So, and then there's something about. But, there's something about we. It'll be interesting to see how England deal with coming up against. <coughs> is it France next or Argentina next? Can't remember. Argentina's next weekend, isn't it? Yeah, I think it might be Argentina next. Yeah. Anyway, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. It was a fairly standard win. It's hard to know all. It, it's hard to know what to take completely out of that for England, other than that the, it was efficient. better than last time. Which is yeah. But you've got to hope it will be better again next time, and you start yeah, to get an idea like, of what the first like they're improving. Is. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's all you can. You know. It was absolutely, you know, without wishing to be sort of too 
whale centric. It didn't have the sort of ooh purring backs moves that mm. whales had, had some in lovely... the first half against Georgia, but it didn't ha- also have them basically just taking the foot off in the second half either. So it's kind of like a mixed bag in mm. a similar kind of way. It had some very nice individual moments when the game was broken up. George mm. Ford had some lovely moments. Joseph yeah, had did. some lovely moments. Um, so we'll see how the pattern goes on with that. Uh, we're going to do shit good at the end, and thank you for everybody who sent stuff in, but let's just talk about what's coming up this weekend. There's no rugby tomorrow. What the fuck? What's the actual so angry thought? about it. Yeah. So there's like, no rugby what tomorrow. Do? What am I going to do tomorrow, eh? As you said, get some, actually get some work done without looking at my phone all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's for that. Uh, what have we got this weekend? Yes. On Saturday, uh, we are opening up with Ju- with Japan. No, we're opening up with Argentina Tonga at five forty five. And guess who's getting up to write about that, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> and you know that seems um, bad enough. Don't that. forget that that live blog goes live an hour before that kicks off. So I'll be mm. there from four forty five a.m. Uh, having a right old uh, good time with with I mean, that. I mean, who's who's going to be with you there? Well, to be what? fair, it is a global audience, Josh, don't forget. Uh, and I actually, when I did the uh, Uruguay game Wednesday morning, I, I logged on at R4, and the only person who was working was the Australian Guardian Australia sports editor. <laughs> so I had to message him and say, am I good to go on this? And I put in my preamble, I said, good morning. He, he emailed me immediately and said, can you take good morning and just say hello because it's the middle of the afternoon here. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, of course. So actually, yeah, I might get quite a few people. Well, good for example, something. people in Tonga. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the middle of, yeah. middle of the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and for the Argentines, it'll be even earlier than it. It'll be basically late at night for them. Like yeah, eight hours behind like, there. Eight. Yeah, eight, it'll be a sort of early evening. They'll love it. Nice. And they'll be that nice and tanked up on some kill mess yeah, yeah. and a yeah, full of steak, etc. <laughs> other Argentinian trucks are available. Are available indeed. Um, um, yeah, uh, it's quite an interesting game now, actually. Because obviously Tonga acquitted themselves relatively well against England from a physical point of view. Argentina should have too much for them, but... Argentina, uh, Tonga seemed quite well organised in defence and just kind of lost yes. through like persistence in the end, if you know what I mean. English mm. persistence. It'd be interesting to see if things don't start coming off for Argentina, if they increasingly start to go a bit mad. But I think mm-hmm. De Paletta's starting, mm. isn't he? So I think that might help. Um, yeah. It'll still be a win for Argentina, I think, but it'll it, it, it could be interesting if it's a bit close at half time. I think. Yeah, I think it could not be as as comprehensive as we might have expected it to be, which is always nice. Speaking of things that will be as comprehensive <laughs> as we expect them to be, uh, Japan Island, I think, is probably only going to go one way, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're going to get. They are going to be. It is going to be Japan are the mortar and Ireland are once again the pestle. I think this week. I'm afraid so. Yeah. So that'll be that. And then we've got uh, South Africa and Namibia, which I'm covering speaking straight of, afterwards. Speaking yeah, so. of Walter and Pestle. Oh, good um, well, it's worse than that. That'll be like a, I don't know, something massively industrial that's crushing it's basically something yeah, pathetic. A, a sort of, you know, proton accelerator, isn't it? <laughs> it's you like know, a proton accelerator. Or a firing. massive rock fall onto like a load of mice, basically. <laughs> Just firing sort of blue-shirted Namibians <laughs> at, through a particle accelerator into a a steel plate and seeing if you can find the god particle. Could this be our first 100-point score? Um, certainly, maybe, yeah. <laughs> it's got that potential, not, isn't it? It's up in the 80s, isn't it? Yeah. If not, then New Zealand, Canada on Wednesday probably will be. Um, mm. uh, yes, so that's Saturday. Um, not exactly Super Saturday like last week, but, you know, but you can't it's have a World everything, Cup. can we? Everything is a super day when it's the World yeah. Cup. Well, when there's three games of rugby to watch before lunchtime, surely that's a great day. Yeah. Sunday. Um, Anything happening Sunday, Sunday, Josh, that you're looking forward to? Uh, I mean, I'm going on holiday, mate. But, um... <laughs> oh, yeah, you are, aren't you? What about that? I am, yeah. Shortly before that, uh, yeah, we've got Georgia-Uruguay, which we've all spoken about a little bit, uh, mm. and Australia-Wales, which, I mean, I've got no fucking idea how this game's going to go, to be honest. Absolutely not a one. Uh, yeah, it's diff- well, it's hard to draw anything from what's happened before, is it? Australia pulled yeah. themselves. I, I said, well, I've said that on Monday. I said, watching the Fiji Australia game, if I was Welsh, I wouldn't be too worried, or I wouldn't think there's anything to be frightened of. Having said that, that doesn't mean I would be massively confident either. I no, do think I, I think do think that- Wales have it well within them to beat that Australian team. However, yes. 
Australia are Australia yeah. and they are playing yeah. Wales. So Yeah, I've seen this movie before. I'm not going to be expecting anything other than a heartbreaking loss, to be honest. But on paper, we probably should have too much for them. Just by playing sensible, normal, non-insane rugby and just death by thousand cutsing them. But we probably won't. We'll probably start trying to play Harlem Globetrotter shit and throw seven intercepts. I think a combination of this, these new first phase moves that you've got, plus the kind of that that plus that crushing thing that they could do last year. I think it's looking good. I think it's looking good. But well, we'll see. But I mean, the sort of the good thing is that Fiji's loss means that we can, you know, as long as we beat Fiji. We'll be all right, really. Yeah, that yeah. is true, actually. Yeah. So he puts, you know, he's, I still would. I'd rather not have to go into that Fiji game needing a win to qualify. I'd rather just win the group and not have to play England in the quarters because that'll be annoying. But you've never been in a better position, I think, than now to beat Australia in a World Cup. Yeah, agreed. So but, it should uh, go. Yeah. It should go well. Either way, I think it should be a fucking humdinger, and it'll be tense. It'll be as a fuck. good game. Yeah, yeah, it'll be horrible. I'll need a holiday after it, which is good because I'm literally getting on a plane about 20 minutes after the game finishes. Um, um, and then before, and then on Monday, of course, we've got Scotland Samoa, which, I mean, Samoa have lost two of their better players to suspension now, which has got to be a good thing for the Scots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's got to be a fucking... They've got to put some rights and wrongs here, surely. It's got to be a 20 point win. 20 point yeah. spread, this should be. Surely. So, minus 20 for Scotland, this is. Got to be. Got to be. It absolutely has to be. I mean, they've lost Ali Price, haven't they? And Pergos yeah, yeah. is here. Yeah. Fucking Pergos. Bless him. Mm. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be an absolute fucking battering for Scotland. Well, not a battering, but just no, a comfortable win. It should win. be a comfortable 20 point win. That's yeah. what it should be. If it's not, I mean, we're heading into Scotland in crisis territory. Oh, yeah, that'll be. I mean, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens if they win, but it's like really fitful and they win by like five points Mm. or something. That'll Mm. be a proper Scotland in crisis thing. They'll have to get, I mean, imagine how many independent commentators they'll have to get to explain (laughs) why that was actually a good thing. (laughs) Why you bastards should know your fucking place and shouldn't be (laughs) expecting things like Scotland winning. What the fuck is that about, by the way? Absolutely Honestly. Insane. Nonsense. Weird, weird, weird. Um, yeah. Right then, that was the very quick rattle through the preview because you had an hour and a half of us on Monday. So, you know, we have to yeah. kind of keep it, give you. Oh, we'll be back somehow. again next week doing something. So, you know, there's only so yeah. much time you've got to get through all this anyway. So, shall we go into the shit good? Uh, we probably should, yeah. What have you got that's shit, Josh? Uh, refs. <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about it. But it's Let's just, just like if, when World Rugby is noticing and openly going, yeah, they're shit, to be honest. <laughs> it's not good, is it? It's not, it's the last talking about a teenage son. I mean, we've tried everything with him, honestly. <laughs> yeah. We've moved schools. He's been to like, you know, we've put him through karate <laughs> and just nothing. You know, we've tried to give him some discipline that way. Nothing is working. It's uh, <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Um, I mean, they always, blame the, yeah. they always blame the governing body for these no things. But honestly, there's nobody tried harder than us to sort this out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the reality is that, you know, rugby needs fundamental change in the way it's refereed and probably with more than one official on the park at one go. When I, I don't watch NFL much, but when I went to the NFL, when I was in America mm-hmm. last week, that was the first thing I stood and I thought, there's fucking three of them looking at this. Yeah. Just And that's just one, in a way, one movement in it. Yeah. The scrimmage Rugby's in NFL is much, one much movement. more complicated they, game. They, they go into each other and you've got to keep an eye on if somebody's, generally, if somebody's holding or... Yeah. You know, all that stuff, don't you? And there's three of them doing it. Yeah. There's one person to watch the linemen, there's one person to watch the backfield, and there's one person to watch for everything else. Yes. And, like, rugby, honestly, you know, and it has line judges and back judges as well. Yes. You know, there's five, there's five, yeah, there's five officials and television officials. You know, rugby needs at least two refs, one on the yeah. attacking side, one on the defensive and, side, and in more my isn't opinion. always best. It's not an automatically better thing. It needs thinking through, but there is something about... 
Yeah. And I think the trouble, and it's with rugby being so dynamic, the NFL it's easy because it's static. So the three of you can move to the right position while the game starts <clears> again, can't yeah. you? So it's a, it creates more people potentially getting in the way. But I think, you know, hockey do. Hell, you know, hockey have one in each half, don't they? They do. Yeah. They? It's it's surely it's surely surmountable. If the only issue will be finding enough fucking competent refs, but. We'll see. Anyway, imagine how many shit. gifts they'll do of a uh, of that. There's eighteen refs to gif. <laughs> anyway, uh, one thing I will say was uh, speaking of refs not being shit. I know we're all bored of Nige now mm. and his shtick. Yes, but I did enjoy him saying to Tyler Arden this morning, uh, Arden, I should say, um, go and have a talk with your team and. Maybe have a talk with yourself as well, because you were the <laughs> one that gave away the penalty. Have a was... word in your own shell, like. <laughs> have yeah. a word in yourself. Which, I know we're all bored of Nige trying to be what's funny Nige's for the camera, but genuinely dressing a bear all about? What, what what's the, the dressing a bear all about? What is that about? Fuck me. It's... Since when was it his brand that he's, he's, he, he makes people refined? I genuinely, like... How do you I get from he tells I, people what to do in in a charming way, which he does, let's be honest, yes. to I'm dressing to a bear for a, car, a bear in a car yeah. advert? Mad. To the, for the life of me, I, 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 I've forgotten about that, but I watched that. Do you know as I've watched quite a few adverts during this Rugby World Cup, just open-mouthed with <laughs> disbelief. Uh, quite a lot of them. Remember we said before we started, let's nobody open and does a DHL from 2002. In the, yeah. in the Korea Japan World Cup, and yeah. I don't think anyone's done anything. Done. Anyone's done anything quite that bad, but it's no. it's getting up there. There's, there's been an awful lot of yeah. Everyone's just it's brought out everyone's worst, vaguely culturally insensitive yeah. impulses. Anyway, we did that Monday. Um, so let's move on. Yeah, Fiji's goal kicking is shit. Ooh. Holy fuck, was it shit? <laughs> Didn't matter who it was either. No, Vola Vola came on exactly the same exactly out, result. Same outcome. Yeah. What the fuck? And that was, in a way, that was one of the turning points of the game when they got that oh, yeah. penalty at about 60 minutes. Mm. Very kickable. Upsets yeah. Matavesi and absolutely spanned it off the outside yeah. of his left boot. Awful. Well, they left, about, they left about eight points, didn't they? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. On the tee. That's the win right there. Yeah. Uh, shit good. We got shit. Felix Task gets in touch. He said shit. Well, actually, you just mentioned it. He said shit was Matavesi's goal-kipping. Was tough to mm. watch, even though I was desperately wanting Uruguay to win. Yeah, I know what you mean, Felix. <laughs> it's not fun to watch somebody be that bad at their job, is it? No, it's not. And especially because he's a nice guy, isn't he, Josh Matavesi. He's like, I'm sorry, you know, you don't want this to happen to him, do you? Uh, Kyle Walsh gets in touch. He says that shit is sleeping in and missing the Eurobike game. I well and truly fucked it. Well, I'm glad you said it, Kyle. Yeah. So, you know, James Franklin gets in touch. He said, shit is why is no one talking about the Premiership Rugby Cup at the moment? Good point. Well, actually, you've Patreon special is a is a podcast on the Premiership Rugby Cup. No, it's not. No, it's absolutely not. There's a Championship Cup. I did, game I'll, on level, this I'll level with you. I did watch the Premiership Rugby Cup uh, on You're whenever such, it, I watched. You are I watched such, Bristol Quinns. Such a rugby hipster, Josh. You really I know. are. I know. Um, Pro 14 starts on Friday. Don't forget. Well, after the World Cup, I'm assuming we've got a week, and then the Heineken Cup kicks in does it must do uh, i think it's been pushed back a little bit has it but um yeah you know the premiership isn't starting for like another three weeks but pro 14 is right in there starting just when no one that. gives a fuck just think about how much of a fucking ibiza 1998 post party fucking come down we're all going to be on when we have to do the oh, first premiership God. weekend and the first protein we pro 14 weekend after all of this it's gonna be i just Hey, you know, we like it, we don't get me wrong, but it is going to be, it's going to be a tough one. We'll be sat there, like, lacking sleep, sweating. I just think I'm going to just refuse to talk about rugby in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to acknowledge or accept that that passes for, that, that, the premiership yeah. is rugby. That you know? will be the week when we do a full podcast on what is and isn't a sandwich, because I think yeah, that, that needs to be revisited, <laughs> so... Uh, Robin gets in touch and says that shit is continuing with Elliot Daly at 15 and Francis pretending he's international class. Good is how amazing Watson would be at 15 and JJ demonstrating he can be world-class. I think he's demonstrated that before, Robin, uh, if you ask me. Uh, JJ, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, and long may it continue. But yeah, we had this debate on Monday. We agree that Watson should probably be at 15. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Dave McGee gets in touch. He said, shit, it was Josh Matavesa, yeah, and Nick, Nicky Gonivar. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about some tournament too mm. far for some people, didn't Ooh, we? Oh, yeah. He looked, to, he, he looked to be creaking a bit, did Nicky, didn't he? Yeah. Um, shit from uh, Sourdust, Long Starbird. Uh, Canada's woof dangling, which uh, he's... <laughs> Good word. Described, he was going to type Canada's tackling, but we need a whole new word for what they consider tackling. I agree. Yes, it was fucking abysmal. Uh, Tom Gorman, Tom Parkin, sorry, gets in touch and says, shit, he's been a Fiji supporter and wondering how presumably a team of bricklayers managed to beat us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Rihanna um, McGarth Jones gets in touch and says that shit is Hodge's defence in that citation, citation hearing. Not just that he apparently oh didn't God, know about the framework, but all of his arguments in his defence. So he did, said he didn't yeah. know, didn't he? He said he didn't know he said about he, the law. He, he hadn't been, they said, well, you know the, the new tackle guidelines, which we've discussed on the podcast. It's a very clear flow chart. Yeah. And he goes, no, nah, mate, never seen that before. <laughs> at, which, at which point in the fucking thing, you know, it's, the, it's like the panel is concerned by this and we'll need to follow up on this at a later <laughs> date. And it's like, so basically the ARU has either tried the very ballsy strategy and Michael Check has just gone, ah, don't worry about it, mate. Just go in there and say, honest mistake, never looked at it, never bothered, sorry, yeah, shit. And nobody will cite us because they'll come to my face and tell us about it because, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, what we'll do is we'll, 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 just, we'll just carry on as normal. If anybody cites us, we'll, we'll call them out the and say that they're against the spirit of the game. fucking idiots knows that ignorance <laughs> of the law is no defence to anything in any no, walk I... of life. So yeah, why did he think that that was something is, that's going to work? I don't know, but all it's demonstrating, basically, is that, you know, Australia are not... <laughs> the Players' Union should be fuming about that. Really. But genuinely, actually, yeah, it's a like, good point, yeah. Because that shows to me that the ARU are not doing, you know, being a good and responsible employer by not educating their employees about significant changes in the rules that could have material impact on those employees ability to continue working you know from a pure fucking employment law point of view it's like have you not been told about this thing that could potentially get you banned for like ages <laughs> yes indeed yeah yeah i it's suppose so, reese yeah, Ho- I mean, hodge could probably sue his own ridiculous. employer now for loss of earnings that he's incurred through them not training him correctly <laughs> well yeah it's like it's, it was just a very weird attempt at getting out of that, and I feel like it will backfire on them a little bit. Uh, Mark B gets in touch, and he says, shit is hearing that the USA is a sleeping giant of rugby. It isn't. It couldn't care less. And then Dave Buckley followed up on that, saying that shit related to that was Stephen Jones naming his England the England game today as the win over the USA is the best of the tournament so far and claiming that England that. were, quote-unquote, flawless. What is Stephen Jones's problem? I, I, I can't work out if he's just still he's like a contrarian Welsh, wanker, right? basically. Yeah, but he's Welsh, and I've never... No other commentator or columnist sort of is up England's arse nearly as much as Stephen Jones. It's Weird man. Do you remember when he did, we found we dug out that in the Lions 2004 oh, podcast, yes. and you dug out that, that oh, yes. interview with Woodward, but he was basically licking Woodward's ass like you would not yeah. believe. It's remarkable. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, "What is Stephen Jones for?" Then rather than "What is Stephen Jones's problem?" And that I would yeah. be even more mystified with that one. Yeah. Maybe they are like a sleeping giant, though, because maybe the, the, the giant when it awakes up is like everybody else. It basically turns the telly on and props and pillars up behind itself and, you know, mm. considers whether to yeah. masturbate, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's the shits out of the way. Let's move on to yes. the gods quickly. We said we'd do this in 45 minutes. We're running behind, but we're not yeah. bad. We're not oh. there. As long as we get done in an hour, I'm happy. Um, good is Jeff Hassler's lovely, lovely hair. <laughs> yes. He looks like he's walked straight out of Lords of Dogtown, and honestly, I'm here for it. Your man Quill, who got sent off for the reddest of red cards you've ever seen, red, redder <laughs> yes. than a baboon's arse. Um, yes. He, what I did, and I'd said this on Twitter, but I'll say it again here, what I think was good is that he is quite possibly the most seven-looking seven in the entire tournament, Mr. He Quill. absolutely is, yeah. Looks He's like he loved. does a bit of CrossFit. Yeah. You know, nuggety little Ma- thing. Yeah. Massive top off. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Not really that tall. You know, that yeah, kind of thing. He's, he's, and, and a bit of a shithouse. So, you know. I've just realised who Ga- Ga- uh, Gaminara looks like. And, it's, and he, he looks like a South American Terry Cobner. <laughs> and I think he I love him even more now. That's fucking <laughs> unbelievably true. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, I can imagine him. Oh, yeah. See, now that's just too good now. I'm not going to be able to think of him as anything other than the Uruguayan Terry Cobbler. Anyway. Anyway, um, yeah. So, what have you guys got as good? Uh, good. Uh, Robert uh, Donnellan gets in touch and says, Good, the pure popcorn of RTE's coverage with. Uh, Ferris and Heeslip's barely concealed disdain for Eddie O'Sullivan escalating to all-out war as Ferris asks how Eddie would try to come from a long way behind in a World Cup game due to his experience <laughs> on the matter. Yes! I knew I liked Stephen Ferris. <laughs> oh, oh I mean, that's brilliant. Barely concealed sort of hatred, shit. basically, that's across the pond. That's, that's what ITV is robbing us of. I want people that despise each other in the studio. None of this fucking matey matey, weren't we all there in 2003 bollocks? Matt gets in touch. He says, Good is damn bigger getting caught on ref mic, panicking at the Georgia defensive oh my line. God, and he I shouted, love Oh that fucking hell, at the so top of the It wasn't just the fact that he shouted, Oh fucking hell, but it was the fucking, it was the beautiful the tonality of it. The Swansea the, tonality of it, yeah. And just the, 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 oh for fuck's sake, am I going to have to deal with this? <laughs> Of it all, in fact, I'm, I'm gonna get it up here because oh what fuck off! The media has been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. Oh, no, that is an absolute disgrace. World rugby, hang your head in shame. Only, um, they, yeah, only they are allowed to put videos up of things showing endless, endless amounts of respect. Fucking... Apparently, going all oh, fucking out. That wouldn't fit with the respect <laughs> paradigm, which is apparently all fucking pervasive right now. <laughs> oh, that's fucking bollocks. But yeah, it was it was the gloriousness of him just going of him looking up, seeing seven Georgian lads run towards him with no cover, and he's just been given the ball, and he's got oh, fuck it out. <laughs> it was the it was the annoyance of oh, for fuck's sake, why yeah. have I been given this ball? I'm the ten here. This is yes. It was peak damn bigger, yeah. Amra gets in touch and says, good is Uruguay's progress, and linked to that, John Horan gets in touch and says, his good was Vasily Artemiev and Juan Manuel Gaminara for their post-match interviews. Yes, absolutely. I haven't got Artemiev. I haven't got a clip, a clip of Artemiev, but yes, I agree. Yeah. Cracking moustache on him as well. Lovely, yeah. Martin Thompson gets in touch and said, his good is the fact that Farrell just brushed off that massive smash to the head and kept playing. Hashtag nails. Uh, yeah, actually, I do respect the fact that, like his dad, he just went, "Is that all you fucking got, pal?" and carried on. Yeah. However, I am—I always temper that with. I'm not sure how much we should value that warrior sort of value. Is what? Yeah, it's an, it's an increasingly like. uncomfortable yeah. thing to to sort of lionise, isn't it? Yeah. Although um, I do agree with you, it was fucking amazing. But really, it's yeah. the fact that he got it, it shows how fucking hard he is. But having said that, if it had just caught him in a, maybe on the wrong bit of his temple, he would have had no choice about carrying on, because it's not a, you know, you don't, the head is not, the head can't be trained like the rest of your body, can it? No, you can't put muscle on your head, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Unless you've got muscle in your head, like Vahamahina, yeah. for example, his head yes. is probably full of muscle. Yeah. So I feel like Lee Halfpenny's head's got more muscly. Look at him next time he's taking a goal kick. His head <laughs> feels bigger than it used to. Bit more toe like around put, his. I feel like, like he's put on like sort of more muscle around his neck and his jaw area. Maybe he's had some sort of Jamie Roberts transplant. I don't know. It's difficult because he came along when he was still about twelve, didn't he? So that's probably just in his man body now, isn't he? <laughs> uh, um, Curtis Nice gets in touch and says that good is drop goals are somewhat yeah. qualified, somewhat a presence in this World Cup sort again. Of back. Sort of back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tom Griffiths just says Genge. And yes, what a <laughs> glorious moment that was. Yes. Loved it. Tom Gorman gets in touch and says, good is Italy's back row of Stain, Paledri and Negri going awesome. full turbo bastards. Yes. Be interesting to see if they can do it against somebody who's obviously not Canada, but I like what I mm. see. If that survives for the, for the Six Nations, because surely, 
surely Parise's gone after this World Cup, isn't he? Has that been a confirmed? Oh, mate, if he's not, it's an absolute disgrace on all for all counts. Have you got he any... should realise he's done. Like we are very nearly done. So have you got any more goods? Uh, no, I think pretty much everyone. Everyone was just saying good Uruguay and shit Clive Woodward, which we broadly <laughs> covered. Um, yeah. So sorry we haven't called you out by name for that, but was on, there was a yeah, lot of you. There Thank was you. a lot of you. Yeah. That is us before this next weekend. We will. I'll see you if you join me at the Guardian. Obviously. Um, oh, yes. We'll see you on Twitter. Enjoy the weekend. Long live this wonderful month. Oh, I love it. And we will speak to you all very, very soon. Take care. Indeed. Goodbye. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.